welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. I'm your host, Michael Bosey, and I'm in the middle of a series about how the principles of content strategy have informed the way that I run my own small business. As a practitioner using this stuff every day, it applies to the functional aspects of running a business as well, and that's what I'm trying to share with this. And today I want to focus in on one thing. It's a question I get often uh, from folks who are either mentoring or just randomly because, you know, look, a, a big part of my business is the consulting practice. Hourly rate versus project rate when you're pricing, right? And when you're starting out with a consulting business, it's pretty much sort of an accepted practice, conventional wisdom, whatever, to use project rate. Everyone that I know advises it with a few exceptions, but today as a part of this sort of, you know, counterintuitive lesson series, I'd like to go against that conventional wisdom and show how hourly rate is more fair to both sides. And if you're a regular listener, you know that, I mean, I revel in taking the unconventional path, right? That's, that's really what this whole 16-part series is about. I lived a corporate life for about 13 years out of my career. So look, I'm steeped in the conventional. I know the practices. I know the discipline, whatever, from my experience in the publishing industry. But in my opinion, usually this fails you. Usually it doesn't work. Usually the conventional wisdom in the face of so many things that have changed in the business world, that conventional wisdom, in my opinion, it doesn't work. It's not effective, it never made me happy, and to be honest, it never made me successful. I think I found a lot more success doing things a little bit against the grain. So let's talk about that today. Let's talk about another counterintuitive thing that I learned. Hourly rate is better, not just for me, but for my clients too. A good starting point is to understand that everything in business is an exchange of value, right? And look, this goes for product pricing too, or pricing services. This is not just for consultants and the consultant client relationship, right? You can extrapolate this to anything in in pricing. And it kind of works like this, right? If you hire me and you pay me well, I'm happy and I'm satisfied, right? If I solve the issue that you're trying to solve, you're satisfied. Let's layer one thing on it, right? If you feel that that exchange was a bargain, you're psyched, right? The problem that you wanted to solve was really difficult. You couldn't do so without help. I helped you and you felt it was a bargain. You paid me enough to make me happy, still felt like you got a great deal out of it. That's a really good exchange of value and that's where we want to be. You want to be providing a lot more value than you extract. Okay, so how do you decide how that exchange of value works, right? To me, in the consulting realm, there are two ways to do it, right? Either hourly rate or project rate. Let's look at the advantages and disadvantages of both. First of all, let's look at project rate. Now, as I said, all the conventional wisdom says that consultants should charge by the project. There are two big problems with this, though, right out of the the gate. The first is that this requires that you are really, really good at specking the project in advance, right? And in a creative realm, this is really difficult to do. But it also, and this is the thing I don't like about it, it kind of assumes that you can take advantage of the client by finishing the project quickly, right? If you work fast, you get it done quickly, 
well, then maybe you're actually billing for stuff that you didn't really do, if that makes sense to you, right? Like, in other words, your consultant might cut corners to complete the job on time. To me, I don't like this because I feel like that puts the wrong motivators in into place, right? You, you, I don't think, I think that's a risk to the client. The, the upside for the client, of course, is that it's a fixed fee, right? No matter what, I finish the project. If I go over as a consultant or I come in under, you're going to pay the same thing. If your level of risk with this is, hey, I want to pay X amount to solve this problem and I want to pay no more, no less. That's what it's worth to me. Then that's fine. You know, project rate might work for you. If I finish quickly as a consultant, I might get paid more, but I also might get less too. Now, I run very few of my client relationships like this. Uh, I do some project rate, but for the most part, I do hourly rate. I just feel like, here's the thing. You're paying me for my knowledge, my experience, yes, but really you're paying me for my energy, my creativity, and the solution to a problem or an issue that you're having, right? For me, hourly rate, obviously there's a lot less risk, right? I'm not likely to run into overages. That's a lot safer for me. And of course, the risk for the client is that the project could go beyond that. And sometimes we do see that. But let me, I'll give you a couple of examples in in a second. But look, here's the thing. This works for me. It's not going to be for everyone. But there are a few reasons why hourly rate works for me and for my clients. It depends on these three factors, right? One is that I do work fast, absolutely essential in, in billing by the hour. I round down in the client's favor, another really important thing to making this work, and some flexibility, right? I don't have my clients, I'm never wasting hours, right? They're always going to get what they pay for. Let's unpack those just briefly, right? First, I work fast. This is the big one. Right? None of this works with hourly rate unless I'm really cranking really fast at what I do. And yes, you can't rush strategy. You can't rush writing. You can't rush the creative process. But the functional stuff, like fixing a WordPress issue, editing audio for a podcast, prepping a PowerPoint presentation, running a MailChimp or Infusionsoft or Mad Mimi campaign, uh, creating social images, doing keyword research, I'm really fast at all that. And ask any of my clients who work with me face-to-face or via screen share, right? They get to see my pace firsthand. Now, I do this for two reasons. One, I love making progress, right? It's why I work with small businesses. I just hated the slow crawl of the corporate environment. It drove me crazy. And two, look, I have to do this to make it worth it for my clients under hourly rate. I have to crank, right? And look, yes, sometimes it's going to go over. Sometimes my clients are going to pay me more for this. And in those cases where the project does go beyond the scope of what we thought it was, oftentimes it's happened where the client is happy to pay more, right? Because they see the work that's going in and most importantly that it's having an impact, right? It's getting results, These clients are my favorites, right? Because, well, yeah, they're paying me more. That's great. But it's also, I mean, look, I love having an impact. I love that I'm necessary to the process. It's awesome. And from their perspective, they're seeing it as an investment. And if you can see that paying off in real time, right, you invest more, right? It's just, uh, you know, basics of of business. And I love when that, that interaction starts to happen. But... 
that's not how I go into each project. I think, here, let's spec this out. This is what I think it's going to take, and we're going to try to honor that. But on the other side, you know, I think it depends on another thing that I do regularly. Uh, this was a piece of advice that I got from Chuck Johnson, who I used to work with at one of the startups that I was at. One of the first pieces of advice that he gave me was to round down in the client's favor. And one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten, and I live by this. Now, look, an hour is not necessarily a good measure of work, right? Just like it's not a very good measure of learning. For instance, you can have a good hour of learning or a bad hour of learning, right? You can have a good hour of work or a bad hour of work. This happens to any of us, right? How many times have you been at your desk struggling with something, not getting anywhere, grinding your gears, all of that, right? It happens to all of us. So the only way to solve that is to not bill for that, right? So, for instance, if I've had a very non-productive hour, I either don't bill it or I round it down. I don't charge for it, right? Or if I've had to learn something new in order to serve the project, I don't bill for that. That's benefiting me. And yes, it's benefiting the client too, I get it, but... I don't bill for that. Or if I get stuck on something and I'm grinding the gears or whatever, I don't charge my clients for that. Or if even simple, you know, silly things, like if I'm waiting for the download of a video file, I don't count that towards the, the client's hours. You got to do this if you're going to make hourly rate work. My clients shouldn't have to pay for any of those things that I just listed. And, you know, I just want to make sure that if I'm billing by the hour, that every hour my clients get is my best work. Now, there are instances where that project rate mindset creeps in. Um, let me give you a couple of examples. For instance, just completed a project that had a clear end goal, but it went a few hours over. So I just comped those hours, right? I felt like I made a commitment and I should just honor that. And I know that's project rate then, right? But whatever, I just wanted to make sure that my client was happy and I wanted to make sure that I took the project to completion. Okay, it's simple to do. I can do that. It's my small business, right? That might not be advisable, but to me, I want my client to be happy. Or I had another instance where I grossly underestimated how long it would take for a website content audit and a rewrite of the content. And I hit my hourly cap, like the contract cap, with easily about 10 or 12 hours left to go. Oops, <laughs> you know, but look, that's the deal, right? Hourly rate, the client pays for that, right? You know, uh, to me, I didn't feel good about this. So I just completed the project for free, just did those, you know, extra 10 or 12 hours, you know, without billing those. Now, if you were my business advisor, you might say, Michael, that's stupid, <laughs> right? You're just giving away your time for free. But I felt like at least some of that, if not most of it, was my fault. I underestimated it. Again, I know that's kind of close to the project rate, but my goal was to cure it, make the client happy. And yes, that's kind of best of both worlds for the client, right? getting hourly rate and project rate at the same time. But that's what I want to be for my clients. And my point here is that you don't have to be a stickler for the rules of your agreed upon relationship and your service agreement, right? Your only responsibility is to be a human being. And you just have to make that exchange of value work. And in both of these cases, both of these examples that I just laid out, the client stuck with me and even re-upped 
on retainer agreements for the future. They're both really, really nice, genuine people who run great businesses, and I want to support that. And guess what? They support me back. Really cool. All right, the last thing I want to talk about uh, in just making this whole hourly rate work is to be very flexible about it, right? So, I mean, look, I got to be realistic with this. I work for small businesses. They have more tumult, more ups and downs, and that's what I love about them, right? It's exciting. But the backside of this is that, you know, being a small player, that poses real issues for them, right? It could be very steady one month and then really incredibly busy the next. So my solution to that is to bill steady month to month, right? But to be flexible about the hours. The short version of this is if you are my client, I never let your hours go to waste, right? Even if the contract has expired, you paid for those hours of my time, my energy, my creativity, and you're going to get those hours. Now, the way that I work you know, there's always the understanding that some months or weeks might be a little bit heavier or lighter, depending on the project needs, right? The pacing is going to be yours. So anytime anyone needs to speed up, slow down, that's fine. But just saying, hey, look, there will be no time wasted. If you're paying for X amount of hours, you're paying me in advance, I'm going to guarantee that you're going to get that time. So whatever hours I don't use in one area, I'll use it in another area for you. And this works well in this creative dynamic environment, right? Where we just want to make the determinations, you know, what's right for your business right now? What can I help you? Where can I apply my energy, my effort that's that's going to help your business? And in working with small players, like, you know, that changes fairly rapidly. Sometimes we end up doing things that we're, we weren't sure of at the very beginning. I love that. That might drive some people crazy, but I really get a kick out of that. Um, and look, there's also been times where we've had to put a project and the retainer on pause, right? So for instance, maybe it's heavy travel season for the founder of the company or a book tour for the author. Great. If you need the time, that's great. We'll stop the billing. We'll stop the project and I'll be here when you get back. You know, we don't have to live by the letter of the law on that contract, right? We'll just put everything on hold until you're ready again. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Like, it's the real world, right? And like I said in my episode called The Service Disposition, we do what we can to serve our customers, right? I live to serve you as my client, and you live to serve your customers too. If I can help you with that, awesome. Everything's in balance. Now, I'm not saying that this always works or that it would even work for you, right? I mean, I learned a lot in the four years that I've been doing this full-time, I've made my mistakes, and now, you know, thankfully, I know how to handle it better in the future. But my goal is, in general, to never let my mistakes affect your business. And I think if you live by that rule, it kind of, you know, it guides you to always doing the right thing. This is what I've learned from doing content strategy. Be honest be transparent, be genuine in your desire to help people. Take a stand in your, you know, informed opinions and at base provide a lot of value to people. You want that exchange of value to work. And in that equation, right, the exchange of value, if you're providing a lot more value than you extract, you win at business, <laughs> right? The, the new rules are really that simple. It's not about what you get, but what you give. This might be a little counterintuitive, 
you know, from what we've learned about hard-nosed business practice. But all I can say is that this has worked for me and my business. I've seen the impact with my clients. And like I've said throughout this series, we can all do business with one another while being nice to one another. I really believe that. I've seen it work. And I think it can work for, for you as well. All right. I think I'll stop there. And I hope that you find that to be useful. I hope it does either inspire you, enlighten you, inform you, or even entertain you, which is not very likely. But here's the thing. If you want to work with me directly, uh, by all means, be open to that. Let's chat. Just hit me up at the, uh, at the contact page on my site. That's either michaelbosey.com slash contact or on my business site, uh, which is where this podcast is hosted, controlmousemedia.com slash contact get in touch we'll see if it's a good match and we'll go from there i also have another way to work with me if if uh you know a paid consulting arrangement is going to be too expensive or whatever or if you know i have another thing which is called create biz it's geared towards writers and musicians and visual artists uh, who are solo businesses on their own Uh, It's 42 video units where I guide you through everything that you'll need uh, in terms of content marketing for building a brand, building an audience, all from a practitioner like me and my business partner, Dave Kusek. Really fun course and can get you up to speed in a really structured, sequenced way. The course is called Create Biz. You can get a discount if you go to createbiz.com slash MWM for marketing without the marketing. And I invite you to go and check it out. All right. And even if we're not working together, really appreciate you. Hope that you get something out of this and we'll see you next week.